night before um, March 1st, whatever the math works out to be, um, Kickstarter crashed. Our page went down. None of the videos were loading. None of the images were loading. I was sitting in here with Alex, our amazing, incredible workhorse slash reason the company exists, CTO Affleck, um, and Damien Randall and Ross was in here just being here. That was the kind of team we had, and it was um, everyone just figuring out how we're going to do this. That's James Fielding, the founder and CEO of Ordera. So that night in March 2017, the team from Ordera was preparing for one of the biggest moments in the company's short but highly watched, highly publicised and buzzworthy existence. So turning to Kickstarter for funding can be scoffed at. The success rates for large amounts of funding can be quite severe to look at on the platform. But not for Ordera, the company was ready. Its founders fortified by months of preparation. They'd done everything right. They'd engaged marketers and public relations pros who knew exactly how to make crowdfunding campaigns pop. Their product was buzzworthy, yes, but more than that, it was a thing of beauty to people who love music and to those whom the startup's founders deemed to be the most deserving of the product, which was people with hearing loss. Uh, they were ready to go, ready to open the floodgates and ready to see the milestone come to life. And then, Kickstarter crashed. Hi, I'm Kurt Sanders. I have this theory, and it may be because I'm a bit of an optimist, but most of our anxieties, our worries, our troubles might just be of our own making. Now, I don't deny people are tested, bruised, and defeated in life every day, and I know many face far more obstacles in life than some, but that's not what I'm talking about. Great people running businesses overcome this every day. What makes them different from the rest of us? How do they defeat, ignore, or completely abandon the little voice in their heads, the villain in their lives, telling them not to do it, not to risk it, or to not even start? I'm talking about the devil on your shoulder saying you can't, the heavy feeling in your gut telling you you won't, and your own voice in your head telling you to be afraid. But I have this theory that all these are false, and this is the Unfound Fears Podcast. I'm James Fielding, founder and CEO of Odira. If you haven't heard of Odira, no pun intended, you probably will soon. The Brisbane-based startup makes headphones, but not your run-of-the-mill Beats by Dre masquerading as the best type of headphones. Ordera's product promises perfect sound for the listener every time, and that's because someone with a set of Ordera's on their head goes through a medical-grade hearing test conducted by the headphones themselves. So the founders, Drs. James Fielding and Chris Jeffrey, developed an automated hearing test and spent 18 months working on their product before deciding that it was an ideal fit for a mass consumer market as headphones, not just a medical test. But how does a pair of doctors who have just dedicated years of their lives to studying for a medical profession get over the fear, the anxiety and the stress of chucking that all in and 
working on a startup that makes headphones. The, the, the fact that I was considering it made it okay. So I'd started in the first year, I was plugging through intern year, um, everyone says that's really tough, it was one of the best years of my life, it's epic. People are paying you to do something you've been doing for free for four years, like it's, it's really cool. Um, and we were doing this iLab accelerator at the same time, so it was finish a night shift on emergency, go out to the uni and do these accelerators. You know, we were having a really great time. And the real driver for me was that Kim got pregnant, and so we were expecting our first bub in November, and I just thought, I want um, the chance to control when and how I work, wouldn't it be amazing if, and all things going upside down, I can always come back. You know, so I think part of it was a confidence that what we were going to do was going to be right, an acceptance from friends and family that yeah, it's nuts, but go for it, and then talking to the investors because we raised some seeds capital and saying, if you pay me what the hospital is currently paying me, so that I can still continue to support my family, then I'm in. And that decision process probably took three or four months. Sure. Um, sure. But the, the anxiety, I think, was allayed in all those different ways. And so it just became, let's do it. And I'm an eternally optimistic person too. So I always just assume things will work out because they always kind of have. Do you feel that eternal optimism is a huge driver in confidence as opposed to having fears? Yes. I think it is not the fears don't exist. I think it is the ability to overcome them. The fears don't exist. It's the ability to overcome them. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast with Erin Haggerty, who explains why there's a perfectly good chemical reason people feel fear, anxiety and stress, but no tangible social reason, you should stop this episode and go back to listen to it now. So for a lot of us, the idea that anxiety isn't actually real is a hard concept to grasp. We've all felt our heartbeat increase and pound in our chest, our stomachs flip over and our palms clam up, so how could it not be real? If there is a reason to stress out of your eyeballs, having a major funding activity derailed like Odira did just hours before their perfectly planned Kickstarter campaign came unstuck by the platform going offline is a pretty good one. So this was make or break for the company, success or failure in this moment. So what happened next? Find out after this. What's that thing you've always wanted to do but never had the guts to do it? This month might just be the time. Go to bravevember.com, register and fight your fears and you'll be helping out charities that assist victims of domestic violence. That's bravevember, B-R-A-V-E-M-B-E-R.com. We were here till about 5.30 in the morning. Um, getting it done and rebuilding the whole platform. And we were sending emails to Kickstarter, CEO on the edge, you better fix this, we're going live in four hours. And it was um, lucky that we were up so late that um, in Brooklyn they were awake. And so, yeah, they're like, all right, we've almost fixed this, we've almost fixed that. So a lot of last-minute hustle to get it done. Because we're in here 
figuring out, putting final tweaks on, and all of a sudden, what's wrong with our page? Night before we launched. And so, um, at about six, uh, I got to sleep. So I went home, got to sleep, and then Kim woke me up at about 8.30 and said, James, you've sold 30 grand with the headphones this morning. Like, what do you mean? It's, it's going nuts. Oh, wow. So that was pretty amazing. Like that was, the gates had opened, the faithful had rushed in, and we, we had that moment. Yes, the faithful had rushed in. And all of the stress and the anxiety and the fears about founding a new business and taking it from ideation through technology, through iterations, right through to development and marketing and putting it into commercialization had been worth every single ounce of stress, anxiety and fear that the founders had had. So yes, the faithful had come out and bought a whole stack of Audira headphones in the first few hours. but. That's not where it stops. And so then, you know, I threw out some stuff onto LinkedIn, onto Facebook, and this thing saying, wow, what a way to start the day. Oh my God, bang, more goes in. We've got a 100K target. Wow, you've hit 50K by lunchtime. So we were then getting ready to have our launch party at the mill. Um, mate of Alex is, is running this bar, so, you know, set us up in a good spot to bring everyone together. Um, you know, we were expecting a hundred or so people to come to that party, so we were just walking around, people were coming down from upstairs, we were coming like, oh my god, what are you doing, this is nuts, we were making, you know, 10 grand an hour, it was just absolute mayhem, and everyone was just over the moon, and we were going through, getting ready, we headed off to this launch party at about 4 o'clock, and we were at about 75k, 80k, and it was just... Every time you'd refresh, the number was higher and it was unbelievable. And everyone turned up, you know, all the original investors were there, all the original team were there, you know, friends, family, industry, it was all amazing. And then, um, you know, we got up, we did our speeches, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then it got to be about sort of nine o'clock, I think. Um, and we tipped over, like everyone had, and this hustle, when you tipped over, the place just went nuts. You know, shots all round. It was just, yeah, it was incredible. And um, by that time, we were all just at our core exhausted. And when did you pull the pin on the Kickstarter and say enough's enough? Well, it, it runs its campaign. And so it's on its own sort of war horse by that stage. And then our goal was, where's the next uptick? Where's the next uptick? Where's the next uptick? Always, 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 always. Um, and we got towards the end of the campaign um, and, you know, we, we had this stretch going and, and over the course of the campaign, people were saying, we want you to add this functionality, we want you to add that functionality as is the want in Kickstarter campaigns, which was super cool. And so we said, yep, we can do that. Um, and I'd come in saying no stretch goals, which is where you set a new target. And if you hit that target, you will then, you know, add that feature to what you deliver to people. And I said, no stretch goals. We have this. We're going to deliver it. This is what's happening. I don't care. This is what it is. So then we had a stretch goal. 
of... <laughs> so it happened. Of course it did. <laughs> and, you know, give the people what they want. So I said, at 400, we will introduce this wide functionality. And it was really interesting because a bunch of people were really upset by that. And that was one of these interesting tipping points in terms of if you give it to the people, the people will give it back, you know? And so that stage we had 1,500 people or something that had bought the headphones. Um, and then there's always four or five of them that are going to be active on the channels. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's what it's about in terms of you've thrown it out there. What do people think? If you want to engage with people, having them engage back is incredible, even if it's endlessly frustrating and derailing and all those sorts of things. It's still amazing that people give a shit at all, let alone are willing to back and forth with you about something you've built. You know, incredible. So we set the stretch goal and say, oh, you never do it, you never do it. You know, it's never, and then whoosh, we just went through that. And so that was another um, big one where we said, here's what we want to do. And we engaged um, the right marketing team for this last sort of, these Kickstarter specialists who just make the tail wag is essentially what they do. Um, and they just came in and, you know, with them and with us and this big final, it's happening, closing to sale kind of pushes. We got to that next milestone and then, um, yeah, shut the doors at just shy of half a mil. Would you say that looking from piano lessons from age 12 and being a, a musical prodigy of some type and medical school and the fact that you were so prodigal in business, in a business sense, like you were hungry to, to satiate the business side of things and then getting to this thing that raises half a million bucks from the people who are the most important yeah. part of any business. Would you say that the anxiety and fears and joys and happinesses that you found through that whole thing, would you say that your belief in just doing it and just breaking past fear barriers and breaking past anxiety has been worth every second? Without a shadow of a doubt. Every single day. And look what I get to do for a living, you know? This is pretty incredible. Um, it's hard work and it's sleepless nights and it's all that every now and again. But, um, you know, we get to run around making music better for people. So absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, pushing through has been worth it. Um, and, you know, talking about the people, the hardest thing um, that we've had to do is announce a change to the shipping dates and those sorts of things that you never want to do as a Kickstarter and, um, and all those sorts of things. And so there's always that, like you're building up to it, all right, Izzy, grab the camera, we gotta, we gotta do the shoot, you know, we gotta tell people this is happening, and then you just go, you know what? The reason it's happening is worth it. The reason we're doing it is worth it. What we're bringing you is incredibly valuable. Here's what's happening. And you get over the, what if people yell at me thing, because at the end of the day, you know, they yell at you and then they think what you've done is amazing because you've brought them something valuable, so cop it on the chin. Um, but yeah, those, those have been the biggest moments in terms of overcoming, overcoming those, those thoughts and those fears of, you know, the repercussions. Like what if the Kickstarter didn't work? What if day one kicked off and we made 20 grand and no one cared? 
day two we got no traction and all of a sudden it's a giant flop and game over. But what if not? What if not? Too often we fail to ask ourselves that question. We're so happy to ask, what if I fail? But what we need to do is start asking, what is the best thing that could happen to me if I shun fear and take a risk that could change my life and the lives of others for the better? Funnily enough, for James and the Ordera crew, their anxiety and fears are about the customer. What if we have to delay shipment again? What if we don't deliver on time? It's never about getting a business off the ground in the first place. But what better driver than to bring an incredible audio experience to those who love music and those who have never heard music like it was meant to be heard before? That is joy, that is happiness, and that is fulfilling. But more than anything, it's all because of their unfound fears. Hey, if you like what you've heard, why not head over to iTunes, subscribe and leave us a review. Or you can get us in your inbox every week along with some bonus interview content. You can subscribe at thecontentdivision.com.au slash subscribe. And hey, we're a community here, so if you want to talk about your fears or share your story, email me at kurt at thecontentdivision.com.au. I will answer every one of them. Unfound Fears is part of the Content Division podcast network. Our amazing music is by Lee Rosevere on Happy Puppy Records with additional music from bensound.com. Additional production by Brittany Dreghorn and Mark Bazzoni. We'll see you next week.